Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is Brian. I'm here with Israel. And today we are interviewing uh, our buddy Mark Briotti from Jag Panzer. What's up, Mark? Oh, nothing much. Glad to be here. Always enjoy chatting with you guys. Yeah, for the, those that don't know, um, Jag Panzer are Metal Swap Meet alumni. Yeah. So, uh, he was with the presidents uh, a few years ago, 2017. Um, they're actually, Brian and I is one of our favorite bands. So it was kind of like our little, uh, you know, screw everybody. We want Jack Panzer. We're going to bring Jack Panzer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was a fun gig. I mean, I had a great time. That's that's one of the most memorable shows I've ever done. I mean, that, that was just really cool. I'm glad you guys had a good time, man. And, uh, you know, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, the you know, this new year coming up, you guys have a lot of stuff planned already, um, you know, and you have a new album coming out. So that's really exciting for us, uh, you know, and for, you know, most all of the uh, Jack Panzer, uh, Jack Panzer fans, a new album, uh, you're starting off a new tour coming up here shortly. Um, so tell us about the uh, the new album, it's called The Hallowed, right? When's that uh, expected to release? Um, I know the date, I'm not, I don't think I'm supposed to say it yet, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a few months away. Um, it's coming out on Atomic Fire Records. We did this record, it's a concept album, and we actually did the whole record while we were unsigned and shopped it afterwards. And we shopped 10 labels that we liked, and uh, I think we had nine offers out of the 10. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it was a tough decision, but you know, I was really pushing for Atomic Fire because I remember when that team was Nuclear Blast. And uh, I remember playing shows with Nuclear Blast bands and just seeing the amount of promotion they would have at each show. I mean, we we toured with Hammerfall and they had press people at every gig. I mean, I, I just thought, wow, I wish I was on a label like that. So now we're on that label, which is, is really cool. Um, it's a concept album, comic book out based on the album. Um, I'm trying to think what well, there's going to be a, a a couple songs released in advance of the record. Uh, you know, stay tuned coming up. I'm very proud of the record. I think it's a good record. Awesome. Awesome. Um, now, uh, you guys, you mentioned you're with uh, Atomic Fire Records this time around. The last album was uh, the, the Deviant Chord, which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, you guys put that out uh, still under SPV Steam Hammer. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. Last two records on SPV. Okay. Okay, great. Um, so it's really cool that you guys picked up a new label, like a, a new experience, a new fresh uh, beginning for you guys again. Um, is there, um, have you noticed already a, a big difference from what Steam, the SPV was providing for you before to what Atomic Fire is going to be doing for you guys now? Yeah, and, um, you know, SPV was cool. They they helped us a lot and they, they did a lot for us. I don't have any problems with them. I, I like a lot of people at the label. I think it's really a, uh, a matter of what's the best fit for the band. And, uh, you know, so far this is this has been a great fit for us. I mean, when you sign with a label and on day one, the guy that owns the label sends you a picture of his Jag Panzer collection. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I've never had that happen to us. And the amount of interaction on social media I've had with Atomic Fire has so far passed up all the labels I've ever been on combined. You know, they'll just chime in on things. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a good fit for uh, 
I know me personally and from talking to my bandmates, they seem to uh, be pretty happy. Yeah, I guess uh, when the album starts rolling out, that's kind of the true test of the label, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So we'll kind of see what, what happens with that. Yeah, uh, because most labels just put out a release and that's it. But I've seen with other bands where they put out a release and the, the label will start adapting and maybe changing the promotion up a little bit, trying to do different things instead of just throwing it out there. So we're going to see what happens. I uh, I have faith that it's all going to be good. Yeah, um, and also now your band has uh, is, is been kind of uh, geographically divided. Uh, <laughs> probably wasn't always that, that case. Uh, how has that affected the band? Uh, yeah, it, it makes it hard, but, you know, we get past the hurdles. Yeah, we have a singer in Greece, a couple band members in Phoenix, uh, bass player that's, uh, I guess, about two hours north of me. He's the closest uh, musician. Um, yeah, we, you know, but we've been apart for years, so this is, this is nothing really new. We've been apart for, I guess, about 15 years now. Uh, we just have to work harder. We have to constantly... Uh, record individually, change tapes, you know, switch, I say tapes, you know, just switch recordings back and forth with one another uh, on the phone every day with them or chats. It just really, uh, really involves a lot more communication and a lot more uh, trading audio files. I understand uh, you guys have a, a new guitar, new guitar player, uh, Ken Rodarte, um, who recently just became a full-time member. Um, how's that been working with, with, with Ken? Yeah, he's been with us for the past, um, I think it's four years now. He's done uh, He's done three tours with us. He was a great touring member, but, you know, it's a completely different animal when you're writing a record and uh, putting stuff putting stuff down, coming up with parts. So he said he wanted the gig. We weren't sure he wanted the gig. You know, we knew he liked touring with us, but he's always got a bunch of stuff going on. So he said he wanted the gig, and... Um, we let him start writing his own, you know, writing some parts. He I contributed, and I I knew he was the guy after three songs. But we had one guy in the band that said, "Nope, I want to hear every single song." And, you know, and even after nine songs, I said, "Come on, these nine are great. They are. Need to hear the tenth. Okay. <laughs> but this one guy, right when he heard the tenth, he called me within minutes of getting the file. Okay, give Ken the job. <laughs> Hmm, I wonder who that was. <laughs> for now. Um, awesome. So I'm I'm glad you you, you found that that permanent uh, permanent uh, you know guitar player now that can kind of you know match with you back going back and forth with guitar work because I, I know that in the past the bulk of the of the writing has been uh, produced by yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, so talk about the the upcoming tour. You guys are headed to Europe here shortly in a few days. Yeah. Uh, the first gig is in Poland. Um, how good does it feel to get back out, out there, especially after all that's been going on with the pandemic? Oh, it, it feels great. I mean, not only it feels great to play my guitar, it's going to be great getting on stage. And, you know, the guys in the band, I've known them my whole life. They're my brothers. So it's going to be great seeing them. I mean, it's going to be great. I get there before everybody else. I mean, just seeing them come off the plane and seeing them is going to be great whole thing is is going to be really cool um this is an old school set tour so we're playing everything that's been written at least 20 years ago so uh we figure let's get this 
let's play these songs, which, you know, we're still into the older material. So let, let's just do a, a little tour with all of that. And then we're going back to Europe in the summer. And then it's to promote the new album. So that's going to be a completely different thing then. You guys have a couple a couple of festivals already lined up. I think, uh, was it uh, Bang Your Head, one of them? or is it... No, um, Headbangers Open Air, uh, Vakken, and then Alcatraz. Yeah. So uh, three three very cool festivals. And then a lot of shows in between the festivals. So we're going to be over in Europe for a while. Awesome, awesome. Uh, is John Tetley making the trip as well? No, we, we wish he could. Um, John has trouble standing up for longer. He's got bone on bone from ankle to foot. Um, yeah, he had he's had uh, leg problems most of his life, which is unfortunate. And so he... His bass playing is incredible. He sounds great on the new album. I uh, did a lot of contribution. He just can't stand up for over 15 or 20 minutes. He played uh, Prague Power with us and his ankles really swelled up. And, you know, we felt bad for the guy. I mean, he's our brother. So, yeah, he's not going to make these shows. You have uh, Eric Avina uh, traveling with you guys for yeah. a while. Yeah, Eric's, Eric's, I guess he's on his third or fourth year with us as a touring bassist. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Mark, uh, how did, where did the idea spawn for the comic book? Oh, well, we, we were, we set up a private chat for the band and man, we ended up with 7,000 messages in there and, and everybody was talking about the story and it's, it's sort of a different, different story. And everybody was talking about it and asking things and asking, you know, like Harry, what's, what happens in this part of the story? Or tell me, tell me about this character. So it really started, you know, you could just read between the lines there with all the comments that we really need to do something with this. So I thought a comic book would be a good idea. Um, I looked at the price of it and uh, not cheap, just for the amount of art that needs to be done. So I uh, busted out the spreadsheet and uh, figured if I did like 600 of them and sold all of them, we could break even which is cool. So this is a break even, but I've sold over half of them already and the album's months out from coming out. So I'm happy with it. Great. It's a little different. The, uh, the story involves sort of close cooperation between people and animals in a uh, post-apocalyptic world. So the lyrics from the album are written from the viewpoint of the animals, while the comic book is the viewpoint of the human. And you'll see the song titles written in the comic book. So you can follow along what's going on. But, uh, you know, you would notice when you're listening to the album, wow, that, that's a different viewpoint on this story from the comic book to the lyrics. You'll see the same thing happening, different viewpoints. Well, that's interesting. Um, back, to, back to some shows. Um, do you guys have any plans to play shows in the U.S. anytime in the next year or two? We don't have anything coordinated in the U.S. It's it's getting more more difficult, at least for us. I mean, we're having, you know, a, it's really, really easy for us booking some great shows in Europe. We've got a great agent over there and everything's flowing really well. And unfortunately, that's not happening in the, in the U.S. Um, we've tried to get on a few festivals here and it's, it's just not happening. Um, I don't understand why. I mean, it's sort of strange to me that we can get on the most world-class festivals in Europe and nothing in the United States, but I don't know, honestly. I hope it gets remedied. 
Um, yeah, and it's one of the things that a lot of people get, keep asking. It's like, why don't you guys play the states? Why don't you guys play Florida? Why don't you guys play California? And and you know, people should really understand that it's not up to you guys. It, it's up to right. Yeah. And yeah. you know, nobody like, who what, pays uh, hard. Yeah, like we'll get occasional offers. We had one uh, come in a couple weeks ago, and this sounds like a really cool gig, but you know. Based on expenses, it would have been a money loser, but that's okay if we can get a show a few days before and maybe one after, and then that's when it starts to fall apart. I mean, we, we've got to get Harry over here from Europe, so our expenses, it's not like all of us hop on a plane from Colorado. You know, we've got to coordinate some things. So, yeah, we, we've gotten as far as grouping maybe a couple dates together. It's still money losing, but... Yeah, we just can't get them all strung together and, and can't come up with anything. Yeah, and then couple the fact that you guys all have, you know, real-time, daytime yeah. jobs, families, and all that, you know, to, to have you out three, two or three weeks losing money is just, it's not, you can see how it gets, it starts to pile on and it's not something that you want to get into, you know, when the, the money is not there and the, the, the logistical cost is too much, for sure. Yeah, and when we play the U.S., we rent a van. We don't bring a road crew. We sell our own merch. We tech our own guitars. We're our own tour managers. So we're really, really cutting down expenses to, I think, the bare minimum. And, uh, yeah, we still haven't been able to make it work yet. We're still working on it, though. I mean, I love playing the U.S., so not giving up. Now, going back to the, uh, going back to the album, um, you mentioned that you'll be doing a promotional tour um, as soon as it comes out, um, and you, you're going to be doing the, the festival, and the set list is going to change. Um, now, the album itself, um, is this more akin to what you guys were doing early in your career, like Apple Construction, or are you going somewhere down the middle, or you're doing the Cats of the Stones and stuff like that, or is this something that's more akin to what you did with the Deviant Chord, or a mix of everything? It's it's definitely closer to ample destruction, but that that really wasn't done on purpose. It was done to cater to the story because when we did Thane of the Throne, our first concept album, we treated it like we were hired to do a heavy metal score to the play Macbeth. So it approached songwriting differently. So we did that the same way again. Uh, Harry outlined the story, all of us fleshed it out, and then we scored the story. Um, where it's similar to Ample is, you know, our past few albums, we make heavy use of violin and strings. They don't even show up on the new album until halfway through the last song. So it's just um, much more stripped down metal because that's what suits this story. There was no plan, original plan. Let's make this uh, sound like Ample or let's make it sound old school. No, that was not the plan. It was just what song suits this part of the story. Now, uh, from the upcoming tour uh, in Europe, um, which of the cities are you most excited about visiting again or visiting for the first time? Yeah, that's a tough call because there's places I've played before, like uh, in Essence, and actually every place we've, you know, we've been to Athens, uh, Thessaloniki in Greece, we've been there many times. Uh, We've been to the Netherlands and Greece. So we played all the venues and those are all fantastic venues. I mean, every single one of them. I know that sounds outrageous and highly coincidental. I would say that, but it's honestly true. Those are great venues. So 
there's something to look forward to because you remember the time you had. But then also, this is our first time in Poland and our first time in Cyprus. And that's really cool because you don't know what to expect. I mean, Poland, there could be, you know, 20 people there or 400. I mean, I have no clue. Um, we played once in Bulgaria and it was a small crowd, but it was a great gig. And I had a lot of fun. We went outside after the gig and there's 300 people outside listening. And we had no idea it was a private gig. So I was like, wow, okay. Because I, I thought, you know, it's just a small crowd, but it's still a really fun gig. But there's all these people listening outside. So that was a cool, you know, something different. So we'll see how it goes in Poland and Cyprus for the first time. Yeah. Um, so on this new album, uh, is there any kind of like more nuggets you can kind of give us about uh, maybe the... The, the sound on the album that would be different from maybe the last album? Uh, totally different approach to drums. Um, last two albums were drums in a drum room, very small room, very close mic drums, very much like uh, the drum sound that started in the later 80s where you isolated each drum. You know, so you had this, just this isolated kick drum. Um, so we went a totally different direction. We put Rickard's drum kit in a big room left all the mics open and people don't really do that anymore. That's the John Bonham style of recording drums. That's on any Led Zeppelin record where you just open up all the mics. And if you need the drums to be louder, you just turn up the room mics. So yeah, it's the drums have a very live feel and very lots of stuff, lots of bleed into microphones. Um, for the guitars, we didn't gate anything. So you're going to hear a lot of feedback. There's some noise and some squeals. Uh, I think it sounds cool. So uh, this is a much uh, uh, noisier record. I think this is the most feedback and noise we've ever done. Sounds pretty killer. That's all I have for now. Well, Mark, thank you so much for hanging with us for a little bit. I know you you got some stuff to pack. Uh, speak about packing. You guys have like. So a lot of merch that you're going to be taking, well, some merch that you're taking with you that are going to be like for fans, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and that's one of the cool things that I noticed lately and started to throw this last one at you. Um, you're, you seem to be a, a, a very fan-oriented band. Uh, and it's one thing that I saw on some of your posts was that you guys don't charge for meet and greets and you guys are not going to charge somebody to sign an autograph or take a picture. And uh, wh where did you get that... Um, that uh i guess ethic yourself oh, I, I got it when i was a kid i was seeing shows on a fake id when i was just had, had just turned 15. so mm -hmm. i was seeing shows and uh, back then we had a thriving club scene you know with bands were playing six nights a week and these were good bands and you saw i saw as a kid who i wanted to be like and who i did not want to be like there were bands there that wouldn't give me the time of day because I was a boy uh, as a 15 year old kid, you know, and there were other guys who would be really cool. The coolest band was the offenders who had Randy Castile that later went on to Ozzy and Lita Ford and Randy Rand that later went on to autograph. They were a three piece band. They played here regularly. They were great. And they answered every question I have. I mean, everything I'd say, how do you mic that guitar? Oh, come on up, Mark. And then they'd show me, here's how we're doing it. 
you know, how are you getting that drum sound? Oh, here's, I mean, they were great. And they were like that with everybody. I mean, they were just really cool. They would put on a kick-ass show and then just talk to people. And uh, also some of the bigger shows, I remember seeing April Wine when I was in high school. And they're throwing stuff out to the audience, guitar picks, and and it was just cool. I, I liked. I didn't get anything, but I tried, and it, it was a cool environment. So, you know, we had a band meeting, and we said, let's let's start doing that with this tour. You know, what can we what can we give out? I mean, it's got to be financially reasonable. I mean, you can't get extravagant, but you can be real. So, Rickard said, you know, I use sweatbands every tour, but. You know, he was buying them from the local sporting goods store, which could get a little pricey. So we actually had sweatbands with our logo done on it. And they're like half the price of what he was paying for. So that's something he can throw out. We got tons of guitar picks. Um, I had a, a, a buddy of mine got me a deal on dog tags. And Harry always wears dog tags. And I said, Harry, I got like 100 for you. And he said, oh, great. I can throw a set out at every show. So, um, yeah, so there, there's definitely going to be a, a giveaway each night. And I hope more bands do that. I mean, not that I need, I don't need credit for that because other people have been doing it long before me. But I think it makes it cool for fans because I know I, I really liked it. I'd like it now if I went to a gig and somebody threw me something. Sometimes they throw me guitar picks and I always keep them. Um, we're also bringing some merch over to uh, this tour and I hope they get in because I've had no help. I know when you bring merch over, if you just try to sneak it in your luggage, that's smuggling and not legal. So I do not want to do that. So I'm trying to do it legal. So you have to declare it, but nobody tells you what you have to do. I've written help desk. I've called people and I've gotten no answers. So I spent the past three months digging into European import regulations. So I'm just documenting everything on a spreadsheet and printing it out and going to the airport. I have one bag dedicated to merch and I'm going to hand them the piece of paper and says and say, here's what I have. Here's how much money I think I owe you. Please take my money and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think as long as you declare it, you should be fine. Yeah. Or their gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a little scary because almost every band I know has had merch seized, but they won't tell me the, you know, the situation behind it. So, yeah, I'm just going to be very, very upfront with the, what I have and what the VAT is and what the duty fees are and what I have calculated. And I hope it uh, I hope they don't seize it, but I'm confident that it's going to be OK. Well, if they don't seize it. I hope all the fans get to buy it up. Mm hmm. Mark, thanks a lot again. Uh, we hope to see you sooner than later. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best in this upcoming tour, and we can't wait for the new album. Uh, the Hallowed coming sometime this spring, supposedly. I don't know. Don't yeah. quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> Maybe second. Yes. Sometime. <laughs> Does it sound like second quarter of this this year? Yep. On Atomic Fire Records. Yeah, I've been told not to really. I mean, it's amazing how much you're told not to tell people and i'm always thinking why do they tell the band then i mean just <laughs> you don't want me to say anything just don't tell me it at all and this is so, it's so common in the music business is you know everything's great you sign a deal and then you get a whole bunch of stuff here we're telling you this but don't tell anybody oh here's this other thing don't mention it here are these other two things don't mention them 
Okay. Well, have a great time out there. Uh, we'll see you soon. And uh, pick up the new Jack Panzer when it's out. Whenever it's out, let us know what you think about it. Uh, follow us on our socials, Metal Swap Talk on YouTube, Instagram, Metal Swap Meet, yeah. Facebook, Metal Swap Meet. MetalSwapMeet.com. Yeah. MetalSwapMeet.com. All that stuff, yeah. Everywhere we're at. And follow Jack Panzer everywhere as well. Wait, how did the Swap Meet go with Gene? Oh, hey. it was killer. He yeah, crashed. He was killer, man. He, was he great. crashed it. It was, uh, yeah, it's more than. Uh, He's amazing. Hopes. I mean, amazing drummer, amazing guy. Yeah, yeah. He goes every year. So we we're like, well, we might as well. Uh, yeah. We might as well <laughs> put you to work. <laughs> yeah. And he, he always would come in and would actually pay his entrance. Yeah. Like, no, no, don't pay. And he's like, no, I'm going to pay. You know, he's just he like. Supports. A, yeah, he he just... always supports, which is great. And uh, hopefully we get you we get you out here for a guitar clinic or something one of these days. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah, man. Well, thanks again for, for, for hanging with us, man. And, uh, you know, we really, really do hope the, the European tour goes as planned and you guys fucking kick ass out there and, and have a great time. And uh, we're glad to see that, that Jack Panzer's back on the horse, fucking riding high, especially at the beginning of the year, hitting it running, man. So well, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for, for hanging with us for, for a little bit. All right. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Bye. Hey, brother. Bye.